Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome again. Welcome back to Pamela and Susie, activespirituality.life. Pam's going to let us know about week 37 of 2021 with Monday, September 13th, the start of that week. I'm going to jump in with our 10-minute meditation afterwards. So, Pam, already so, so, so quick. Here we are again in September. Yes, yes, indeed. Okay, September, and my brain has to get back to school. I'm a a little still on summertime. Okay, September 13th, the moon is in the sign of Sagittarius. We are in the waxing moon cycle. New moon started last Monday, actually. And so where we're moving now is in the, what's known as the quarter moon energy. So the moon in the sky looks like half moon. And when that happens, we are hitting points of tension, not necessarily bad tension, but it's the friction that is part of the two sticks rubbing together that creates the fire. So that's, uh, it's a natural evolution with a lunar cycle and we're moving into just ramping up as we head towards that full moon which happens uh, early next week. And what we're doing now is we're in the arc of things that we want to complete, get off the ground, um, launch um, ideas that are need to be stoked or some attention paid to them. That's kind of where the focus is uh, insofar as an energetic way. That doesn't mean that we can't be working on projects uh, already in motion, and nor does it mean that we can't complete and end certain things. What it does mean is that when we're working with the waxing moon cycle, uh, momentum energy is on our side. So it's more like the salmon uh, swimming with the current than uh, fighting its way upstream. Although uh, certain things, as you know, that we do in life do require a lot of push and stick to in order to get done. And that's why when we work with the lunar cycles, sometimes the flow of it can actually be easier. So uh, let's see. So one of the things to keep in mind on the 13th is that there's a picture in the sky between the moon and Jupiter, which since the moon is in the sign of Sagittarius is particularly auspicious. It speaks about basically Susie's heard me talk before about making your luck. So what that means is that you 
you embrace opportunity, you allow opportunity. So opportunities, things that are available to you may well come through on this day, on Monday, or leads or information that kind of is a glimmer of what you have to research and find. There is an added layer to this particular um, day that really rewards people who do their due diligence research or willing to kind of dive under the surface of something. It's, it has an extra, an extra edge to it that really benefits those who are not afraid of the dark. And I'm speaking metaphorically as well as in reality. It's that willingness to go into something that may feel a little uncomfortable or not be uh, the regular road that can really benefit um, us on, on this particular day. So, so overall, a, uh, a, a highly uh, motivated and beneficial day. The, the only piece to really keep in mind is if you feel a bit confused or you don't have all the information available or a little under the weather even or um, not quite being in total focus with a conversation, it behooves you to take a step back because one of the things that's happening is that we can take advantage of messages that are not uh, not apparent. So messages that come from the intuition or for those of us who work or dialogue with uh, spirit world or other information can come in. But what's really important is you want to sit with whatever is indicated with you to make sure that you understand it, that it's all clear. So that's part of the research component or the deeper dive that I'm talking to about. And that becomes more apparent as the evening goes on. The times I give, I should add, are all Eastern time for those of you who are new to our podcast and um, allow the dream world to speak with you uh, on Monday evening. So on the 14th Tuesday, energy is similar to what I just talked about. What we don't have that's a little different is we don't have that, that kind of cloudiness or confusion or indirect messages. It's much more, uh, there's a desire to be much more decisive. Some people can be very short-tempered in the early morning hours. So if you live with somebody or you get a crazy email or text or something that's really aggressive, realize that this is a transit, it's going to pass, and you decide how deeply you want to engage with anything that's confrontational or argumentative, because uh, as the day goes on, um, passions subside somewhat. 
So the moon goes void, of course, at 6.57 a.m. Eastern time. And after which, uh, as I said, tempers can quiet down. People are uh, less uh, aggressive or angry or whiny or (laughs) whatever might have been the grievance. And some of this might have happened yesterday as well on Monday. But the overall arc of the day is that you can really benefit from it as long as you don't engage in like the ugly scraps or the things that are just not worth arguing about. So the moon is void, of course, for less than an hour. It enters Capricorn at 7.34 a.m. And during the time when it's void, of course, what is generally advised is that you don't start anything new. Uh, This can shift a little based on your personal horoscope. Um, If the moon is making a picture with your personal horoscope. But in general, we say um, clean your your desk, uh, get rid of old emails, um, organize. Uh, meditate, do things that are therapeutic, uh, restorative, because we're not as emotionally engaged as we become once the moon enters the next sign. And once it enters Capricorn, then we're in this really like uber research energy that I was mentioning uh, for Monday where we really are able to take whatever was offered to us and go deeper to understand it. So this is where the shoulder goes against the uh, wheel or or however the phrase goes. We're really working on making the, uh, the luck, the magic happen. So in other words, opportunities, things that engage us, um, circumstances that can allow greater success can be offered to many of us at many points in uh, a week or a, a period of time. But if we don't take action or engage or notice, then it just moves past us uh, like something floating down the river. We're not, we don't, we don't grab it. We don't engage. We don't take it and run with it and really heighten our success. This particular day, the 14th, can really reward in time, not necessarily that day, those of us who decide to work with what's in front of us and make the opportunity or potential happen. Mars enters Libra for a period of time, which really increases ability to negotiate, uh, work in diplomatic channels, get things done in a way that has to do with relatability to the other. Wednesday the 15th, although similar energy to the day before, really increases the need to articulate well 
to think about what you're going to say and how it's heard. And in the reverse, to disseminate whatever information or conversation is said to you so that you really work all sides of it and understand it. And overall, this can be a highly productive day. When Moon is in Capricorn, it's not so much party central energy, but it is about getting things done in a way that has to do with manifestation, health, work, the things that uh, give us a sense of results accomplished by the end of the day. On Thursday, the 16th, Moon is also in the sign of Capricorn in the uh, early hours, but it goes for it, of course, at 1.40 a.m. and then enters Aquarius in the late morning, 11.23 a.m. So Thursday morning is really good for purging, therapeutic work, getting things kind of cleared up and cleaned out, and finishing whatever task or business was already in motion. <clears throat> A lot of people find Void of Course Moon really useful for staying with something that ordinarily they get kind of distracted by going to other things. So I found that uh, people who have a lot of mutable in their chart, so in other words, the signs that come at the end of uh, season, Virgo, Gemini, uh, Sagittarius, and Pisces. So these signs move and shapeshift, and, and, and they're very good at kind of not holding on to something too long. And it it's, can be very useful for them to be finishing up tasks or completing things or working with projects already in motion. Same true with cardinal signs, uh, Aries, Cancer, Capricorn, and Libra, because they get very jazzed like with a new idea and not so much like going with something with follow through. Whereas the fixed signs are, they're in their zone. They just, they just like to see projects from start to finish. But for those other signs, the cardinal immutable, uh, the void of course periods can be helpful because they don't kind of run after the next carrot that's dangled in front of them or pick up the like move around too much, they will stay where they are. And that's that's how a void of chorus moon, especially in the sign of Capricorn, can be particularly useful for some folks. So once the moon enters Aquarius, then it books along in a way that is uh, going to engage with the planet Jupiter, the great benefic. <clears throat> So Thursday, as of basically noon uh, through, uh, one thing to note on Thursday is there's a picture in the sky between Venus and Saturn. So people who have challenging aspects in their personal horoscope between these two planets may feel particularly put upon on this day, meaning that uh, Venus-Saturn hard aspects 
are people who are um, born early years and awareness of the aspect can make them a lot more uh, productive or understanding of it, take it less personally. But what it brings up for a lot of people is um, there's not enough time, there's not enough love, there's not enough money. So some of you may be feeling that very acutely on this day. However, what I would say to you is if that's coming up for you, recognize that this is a day of opportunity. So that doesn't have to be your story, even though perhaps it had been, and you get to be the architect of what it looks like. Don't be the victim of it or feel as though that's the only story that's written about you. The other piece about Saturn, Venus, hard aspects in a natal chart is that these are the people who really who really work at their art. It's not enough to just sort of, oh, I made a pretty picture. They want to make it be functional. They want to make it be the best. They want to, they have a very high bar for what they want to accomplish. And that can be very useful, especially on a day like today. Friday, uh, similar energy. The moon goes void, of course, uh, not until the next day, Saturday. So we really want to use Friday the 17th for its optimum opportunity because it really has a lot of that opportunity energy about it. Also, uh, keep in mind, Mercury goes retrograde as of next week. So this is a perfect time for us to really kind of put everything in place, knowing that we're going to have to really second guess and follow up a lot more when it comes uh, next week comes around. There can be an upset or something unexpected that happens around midday. Uh, This does not have to throw you. It can be something that's like, whoa, I didn't even consider that. Let's run with it. Or it can be, whoa, where did that come from? Let's not go there. I mean, you are the decider of how useful this uh, kind of new thing flying in may be. And uh, don't let it distract or derail you as sometimes happens to me if a neighbor comes at the door and then I forget what I was really supposed to be doing because I'm having this lovely distraction. That's something to be hyper aware about on Friday the 17th. On the 18th, uh, again, very high opportunity zone. We got, um, I should add, around midday on Friday, and it runs through the uh, early, I mean, early hours of Saturday the 18th, for those of you who are up late. Um, Actually, and for early risers on Saturday the 18th, uh, people who are up at like 4 or 5 a.m., this can be a very enriching um, ideas coming in, messages coming in, uh, look for symbols and signs that awaken a sense of greater wealth in your life. The moon enters the sign of Pisces, but not until 4.22 p.m. So basically, most of Saturday, 
has a void, of course, moon in Aquarius. And this can be a very distracting day for those neighbors knocking on your door. Just all kinds of like, oh, conversations, community, tangents. And the thing to keep in mind is don't have any contractual or things where you're agreeing to do something because somebody's going to drop the ball. The uh, the the odds of it coming to pass are very slim when people make agreements with a void of course moon. You'd, you'd have to have like stellar aspects in your personal horoscopes to have it really come to pass. So it's a fun day. It's a uh, It's a day, again, to finish things up. Once the moon enters Pisces, then we're in this uh, envelope energy that's uh, very mystical, very auspicious. And so it looks like a lovely evening and Sunday for meditation, connection, creativity, dance, music, the arts. Um, enjoy life. And now I turn it over to Susie. I'm going to work with enjoying life and take that for our meditation because Perfect. doing work with a lot of my clients and the things that are coming up, I think that's something hard for us. So let's jump in. I invite you all to sit still for 10 minutes. And as you just begin to do a few deeper breaths, Just make a little list for yourself now of those things that make us happy. Those things that bring enjoyment to us in our life. And perhaps during this meditation we can really make the intention now as well of bringing more enjoyment into our life, bringing more joy, more happiness that might come with more softening or more activity or more um, awareness. But let's just see how we can bring that into our life. And as you take a few more just deeper breaths and just really allowing yourself to be here now, just explore that feeling of happiness now within yourself. When was the last time you really felt happy? When was the last time you really felt joy? Joy, the sweetness of joy, a real personal, very, very uh, individual experience. And it might have been some big event or something big that happened to you or someone near you that made you happy. Or it might have been something so simple, something so sweet, like seeing your peaches ripening on the tree. So just go back to that place and experience that feeling, recreate it. Recreated in your body, recreated in your mind, recreated in your heart, in your spirit. Smell it, see it, hear it, feel it. 
make it a, a hologram, like a virtual reality. This is our imagination. And when we do this, what we're doing is actually recreating the event for our body. So when we're happy, when we have that feeling of joy, our body actually is working quite differently. The actual physiology of the body is working quite differently. We're not releasing all of those nasty stress hormones. We're releasing happy hormones, happy hormones that increase our immunity, happy hormones that increase our anti-aging, happy hormones that make us look better and feel better. So just if you're having any problems finding a spot that is a memory, then make one up. Make a, a vision a movie, a scenario up that makes you happy, that would make you happy, that could make you happy. And just hold that. And like you're the movie producer, just keep creating the dialogue, keep creating the visuals, keep creating all of the elements that can make your body uh, either remember or imagine that state. I was happy then and now I'm creating that happiness now in my brain. And it might seem like you're kind of tricking your brain into something, but just go with the imagination and allow it to happen. And if we have any problems with uh, sadness or depression or we're feeling unmotivated or we're feeling lost or confused, if we're unhappy in any way, this is just a really good meditation to do, to meditate on the happiness and on happy, whether it's remembered or created, because we're re-establishing those neural pathways in our brain. We're redirecting hormones. We're recreating a biological environment. So if there's anything that you're suffering from, this is a really good way to introduce a new pattern, a new frequency back into your body. And they say that it takes us about 40 days to literally brainwash ourselves to recreate new pathways or to re-establish like a new chemical uh, factory in the body. So if you are dedicated to happiness, then make this perhaps a, a one-minute or a 10-minute or a two-hour program every day that you are in the state of happiness and feel your mouth just starting to curl up. Just the very action of making a smile also alters the chemicals in our body, brings us into a better state. Feel your smile starting to grow. 
and feel your eyes starting to wrinkle up as you're smiling and feel yourself just being in that glow of joy. And for some of us, we might even be able to reach that state without any memory or without any association, but just from a natural internal state. Hooray if you can do that. Allow us now to just feel the joy bubbling up, little smiles, little smirks, little laughs. Feel the joy coming up, bubbling up from inside. As we all know, the true happiness comes from inside. And we'll all get to that place one day where it can, it can just erupt. And we'll all get to that state one day where it can just be there, be there naturally, be there constantly. And as we're feeling the joy, we can feel all of our cells in our body basking in that wonderful sunlight of joy. It feels like a warmth, a brightness, a cheeriness, an openness. It allows us to be in flow. It allows us to be in a state of growth too, that we're always moving, that we're always changing, that we allow change to happen. And we feel that happiness now shining through all the dark recesses of our brain, all the bits and pieces, all of the little cubby holes, that brightness, the happiness, the sweetness of being, knowing that we can bring this lightness, this happiness into our life, into the lives of others, into our actions, into our words. And if we're feeling a bit stuck or a bit downtrodden, if we're having a lot of problems, just keep doing this every day, a few times a day, even just for a few moments. Just keep bringing yourself back to this to my own inner state of happiness that is here regardless of what is going on, that is here coming from my internal state and that it is actually my choice to be here. And as we smile, gently opening our eyes and feeling this frequency, this happiness, this joy, filling up the space around us, filling up the room, filling up all the rooms and all the places where we are every single moment. Thanks, everybody. Sending happiness out to my dear friend Pam and to everybody everywhere. Lots of love and we'll see you next week. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. 
If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.